0: Okay. Today my guest is Professor Sergio Lazzarini. I'll keep my introduction short to maximize our time with him. In the next 30 minutes or so, we'll talk about Sergio as a person. Professor Lazzarini is a thought leader and an esteemed scholar, and finally is a mentor to many PhD students and junior faculty. For the sake of time, I'll skip many of his accomplishments and give you a very quick snapshot. Professor Lazarini is a research fellow at the National Council for Scientific and Technological Development in Brazil. His uh, research received several awards, such as the GLEC uh, Best Paper Award at uh, AOM 2003, Best Paper Prize of the Ibero-American AOM Conference 2003, and the Brazilian Academy of Management in 2005, Best Presentation Prize at SMS Rio 2011, uh, Best Paper Prize, Distinguished Best Paper Prize at AOM STR in 2020, and the Javuti Prize for the book, Capitalism of Ties. Sergio is an associate editor at Global Strategy Journal. He sits or sat on the editorial review boards of Journal of Management, Strategic Organization, *Academic Management Perspectives, and SMJ. Uh, He was a member of the executive committee, a global representative of the strategic management division of the AOM, and a board member of the International Society for the New Institutional Economics. Thank you, Sergio, for joining us.
1: Thank you, you guys. It's a real pleasure uh, to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Thank you. Sergio, what did you want to become when you were a child? Uh,
1: Actually, I I, I used to draw uh, relatively, I mean, well, I'll say, I mean, for for my age. So I actually wanted to to become like, you know, know, Stan Lee, the the Marvel kind of creator. Uh, So I had some superheroes and uh, so essentially, I I I I wanted to you know uh, I, that was actually my dream to be like you know a, a creator like Marvel, uh, but at some point in my life actually I, I didn't uh, I didn't want to draw anymore. It was kind of a, uh, I I kind of lost interest in that. until until actually my daughter uh, was born. Uh, I was drawing a lot for her, and then and then. Uh, now she's in the arts, uh, kind of. A, she studied arts, and she told me it, it was because of that. So anyway, my my legacy, uh, be, I mean, my small legacy along those lines is continuing with my daughter. I would say, I mean,
0: <laughs> that's super interesting. So where yeah. did you grow up?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I grew up in São Paulo, uh, Brazil. Perfect. Yeah.
0: And um, can you? Uh, I mean, living in uh, in Brazil, uh, did you distinguish the difference between uh, foreign versus domestic? Uh...
1: Oh yeah, I mean, when, when I grew up in the '70s, so Brazil uh, back then was um, was a, a closed economy, um, and uh, we had a dictatorship, et cetera, et cetera. So and very nationalist. So uh, so I remember when we had the first McDonald's. And my initial reaction was like, I mean, I don't like this. This It's so different from what what, what my my uh, grandmother cooks, et cetera, et cetera. So my reaction was really against it. I was kind of, uh, I remember that I didn't like it actually. And uh, I, I would say that I would prefer uh, uh, you know local dishes, etc. But no, o- over time, I mean, we we get used to it, and then uh, we had a period of the economy was was more open, etc. But that that I will say that was the first moment where I saw the 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 you know the effects of glo- globalization.
0: <laughs> uh, and uh, how did you choose academia?
1: Yeah. So my mother uh, was um, a teacher in um, public schools, I used it to uh, be with her uh, several times in the classroom. And, and, and that was also something that I caught my attention. My, my, my mother was a very, uh, very good teacher. And, and I was like, yeah, I think I like this, perhaps. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so I always had this idea that I'll it would, it would become an instructor. Uh, not necessarily a researcher, but uh, what what happened uh, happened is that uh, during my um, uh, w- when I studied at the university university of sao paulo uh, i i i met a a, a professor um neves and uh, he actually strongly strongly uh, encouraged me to pursue research he actually said oh let's do this together and he actually I was I was intending was intending to uh, to be a consulting or something. And uh, he strongly pushed me to apply for a, a master's program, etc., etc. And then I went uh, to a master's, uh, then I was accepted uh, by a master's program in business at the University of Sao Paulo, where there was a group of uh, researchers such as Desto Zuberstein, uh, and they were uh, studying transaction cost economics back then. It was uh, talking about 93 or so, 94 actually, 1994, and Williamson you uh, spent some time with uh, 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 Williamson at Berkeley. And then uh, when I start started reading that, I was enamorated. I was uh, fell in love with that, essentially. So I, then I decided to be uh, an academic because I thought that uh, all those discussions made made a lot of sense.
0: Hmm. Interesting. And how do you choose, uh, or where is this interest coming from? Uh, for international, uh, international business, international strategy.
1: Yeah, uh, essentially, my, my original training was in strategy. So I um, I did my my PhD at the Washington University in St. Louis, uh, where uh, my my original intention was to you know my, my, my dissertation was about uh, interorganizational relationships, buyer-supplier relationships, etc. Uh, but you know uh, and and uh, but being an emerging market person and also um, interacting with that interdisciplinary group at, uh, at WashU. So Douglas North was there. I, I, took, uh, I took two courses taught by Douglas North I actually. I had the pleasure to uh, you know uh, be Douglas North's student <laughs> twice. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's all about institutions and countries. I remember several discussions about development, et cetera. And when uh, we decided to move uh, back to Brazil after I graduated, uh, I, I realized that uh, there are so many yeah, important problems. Local problems are not not covered or not examined by the by the existing literature and strategy, etc. And and potentially those problems could 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 uh, you know generate new lines of research. For instance, uh, I noticed that in Brazil there was. A strong presence of the government, government and economy, and because of that, I mean, I decided to pursue this line of research that is known. I mean, now, now in international business, there's this, you know, field examining state capitalism or state-owned firms, all those things. Uh, so that started decades, decades ago when I I realized uh, my engagement. In this kind of research started when I realized that my local environment was much different from what was discussed uh, back then, you know, uh, for, I mean, discussions and strategy focused on on, on private firms, uh, private entrepreneurs, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, uh, this caught the attention of international business, but also I have published those topics in strategy in general. Well, it's great that the international business is, uh, is now considered an important topic.
0: Yeah. The only person I haven't met uh, is Douglas North. How was he in class?
1: Uh, he was very. Uh, it, it was. Uh, uh, I mean, it took two, cor- uh, two courses basically. One, it was a large kind of a section, several students. Uh, it was in the law school actually. It was more like a lecture, uh, and um, and and we we read uh, his books, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the second one was more like a discussion. Was it? Uh, it was a PhD course on new institution economics, mm-hmm. and then we had discussions and. Uh, and he would be very—you'd uh, provoke discussions. He would not admit, you know, simple, simple, simple answers, uh, right? Uh, he would, he, for instance, he would say, you know, uh, 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 Douglas Nord would say, yeah, I, I, I there's uh, in economics we're trying to discuss the role of social norms. Social norms, however, Gary Becker from Chicago says said that social norms don't matter. What matters is, uh, you know, economic incentives. What, what do you think? So we had to react along those lines, right? Very high level uh, discussions, it was was excellent. I'm I'm really honored uh, to be uh, interacted, to have uh, interacted with him shortly, right? In those occasions.
0: Super interesting. Uh, One of the uh, conferences in uh, academic, uh, American Economic Association conferences. I used to go to those ones uh, early on uh, when I was doing my PhD. Uh, Oliver Williamson, George Baker, Bob Givens—they were in the same session, and Bob Givens was the junior faculty <laughs> in that lineup. That's it great. Was, I mean, you you learn a lot. You learn a lot from uh, very uh, sudden bursts of these interactions that they challenge yeah. each other. It is, yeah. uh, so oh, and, and
1: I'm honored because at was you. A lot of those guys circulated, and he, including Ronald Coase, <laughs> and I, 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 I. I I, I, I took Ronald Coase to his hotel one day, and he was talking about his stories about, you know, Monaco, when he met Grace Kelly. And I mean, was kind of, oh, I, I don't believe I'm here. And so Coase in particular was uh, very influential uh, to me. I mean, of course, Coase, Williamson, North, all those guys were related. And they, eventually they led to this institutional revolution, new institutional economics kind of a revolution that uh, strongly permeated, right? Strategy and international business. So.
0: Um, Sergio, uh, if you stopped doing what you're doing today, what's the second best uh, career path for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm an academic. I I love, uh, what I love in academia is is this freedom to do research and also uh, interacting with students. Uh, um, uh, So this is great, Uh, but also, I also like a lot a lot interacting with uh, practice right so organizations etc and and several in several occasions in brazil I interacted with legislators so you know uh, congressmen where i would you know they would ask what do you think about this you know, this development bank and stuff. so i loved that kind of interaction because i mean it's hugely really important those guys are, are are proposing laws right or bills that will eventually be approved etc and that can be a that can have a big impact. So, if in another kind of a path, uh, I, I, I thought about about that several times. I mean, uh, you know, somehow interact with policy, those policymakers to bring evidence, you know, uh, to bring discussions about. Uh, I mean, I don't think that it's our goal as an academic, uh, as academics to. Uh, to actually defend certain types of policies uh, because that depends on our own preferences, right? I mean, anyway, I mean depend, we are all biased, right? Uh, so what, but what you can do is to show that you know this is working, this is not working according to certain dimensions. And uh, so you know, I, I, I really like that kind of interaction. I, I interacted along those, time, those lines and uh, with uh, legislators, policymakers in Brazil several times. I would probably try to do something like that. I don't know if, if we have a think tank or an institute. I don't know.
0: Regrets. Have you got any regrets?
1: Regrets? Regrets? Uh, yeah, I mean, on a personal level, uh, I think that is, um, it's, it's for everybody, right? I mean, we, we just work a lot uh, at, at some uh, at some point. And sometimes at some occasions our, our families are not the priority uh, and, but but right now my family is my priority above all else. Uh, so anyway, uh, I would say in the last in the last five or six years, I kind of uh, you know it, I, it is I totally changed my perspective before that so I, I, I use it to accept many positions, many you know and would, work during the weekends etc um i will do that uh, that differently um and try to optimize my time i mean i think i would be able to you know have some impact and at, at least spend you know anyway
0: what are you most passionate about
1: yeah i i actually i i, I like um to uh, participate in discussions and have uh uh Public discussions and 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 have uh, you know this this feeling that I that I'm helping somehow, you know, in terms of understanding of uh, so that that's what I love. I mean, and and uh, so so I love to you know uh, I love to do research, but also along the lines of uh, you know uh, trying trying to uh, increase our understanding of certain topics and also make that understandable. That's why I love to write books. <laughs> I really love to write books. Um, uh, one one book that I published in Brazil in 2010 that you mentioned uh, is is uh, was published in por- Portuguese. It's probably by far my most uh, read kind of a piece of uh, uh, you know work, and and it's read by journalists. It's read by you know. Uh, uh, lawyers oh, you, you name it so it's it's really and, and they come to me and say oh thanks for illuminating so I, I i really love that kind of interaction of course i try to do that always backed by research by rigorous research right so i i i i, I try to you know when 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 i do that i, I, I it's it's when I, I feel comfortable that i have something to say that is backed by you know Years or even in some cases, decades of research. So um, many, but that, I, I love that. I love it.
0: Sure. Um, how do you explain your research to people who don't read your work regularly, to laymen uh, <laughs> on the streets? And uh, why is why is your research important? My research. Sorry. Why? How do you explain the importance of your research? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's um, a very good question. Um, And I always try to do that, and and you know I always actually always talk about my research to my wife and my daughter, and I like to see their reactions as well, and to other people. But uh, perhaps it will help with a concrete example. Uh, My my recent book, I'll I'll publish a new um, publishing a new book. It will uh, you know be published in the beginning of next year, right January or something March. uh, I mean first quarter. and, and 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 so the book essentially is about, I mean, I, I, I've done research on this kind of uh, how, how private and public firms, um, you know, help with certain uh, activities that are of social pu- or public interest, right? So I've done work on uh, state-owned enterprises, whether they, you know, not only are profitable, but they uh, also have other social outcomes that are interesting. I've done work on public-private collaborations and, and partnerships, right? And also private firms involved in activities that I would say, I mean, are in the are in the public interest or generate externalities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I I was kind of uh you know this book I would say you know let let me let me talk about then how private firms private firms you know produce or are involved in performance dimensions that have a social component etc cetera, etc cetera. if they perhaps they can even uh, you know, participate in critical services, critical activities such as education, you know, prisons, whatever, whatever. So uh, uh, I, when when I talk to people along those lines, uh, they didn't understand what I was, uh, but then I, uh, some people would say to me, so are you by any means studying privatization or how, you know, that kind of thing, how, how private firms may be, you know, Take over those activities that are normally, you know, called considered part of the government, uh, and they say yes. Oh, oh, that I understand. So anyway, I changed it. <laughs> I changed it. So my the title of my book now is the. It was originally like you know I don't know I mean. Uh, a, public and private interdependencies or something. And then then I said, the title of the book is now The Right Privatization. <laughs> Why private firms and public initiatives need good governments. And this this title immediately clicks. Uh, and that, But essentially, the book is about a comparative analysis uh, saying whether and in, in, in which conditions we need a state-owned firm or a pri, or perhaps a private firm will be more efficient, or in between some sort of public-private collaboration. This is what the book is about. But but when I, I mention privatization, then they say, "Oh oh, I understand." So yeah, so um, uh, so anyway, uh, this that was a long answer, but I think that uh, uh, it's important for us to to see how or, or use words or use you know concepts that uh, people uh, are normally or they, nov- normally, they normally receive every day, right? Uh, because sometimes we tend to use too much jargon.
0: Uh, there was an interview at uh, Columbia, uh, and Koss, uh, it was a course interview, and he summarized everything, <laughs> pretty much everything in the universe in like two minutes. Uh, it was the most clear thing I've ever heard in my life. It is yeah. so precise, so clear. Yeah. No jargon, no, it, no, uh, it, it is uh, so simple and so pure. And you know, yeah. uh, you know, when uh, a person summarizes something in two minutes in such clarity, you, and when it is so clear to you, uh, it's just golden. Um, okay, about uh, things that we should have uh, covered more of, more thought about uh, things that are neglected in the research, uh, thinking about the international firm, the multinational firm, what do you think we should be thinking more of uh, going yeah. forward?
1: Well, I mean, I a, anyway, uh, I have participated in discussions about the future of uh, research certain areas. I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to mention what I think because anyway, uh, uh, the field. That, uh, Jay Barney says that right. I mean, the field is what you you uh, you know they are. The, uh, I mean. Uh, say PhD students now will pursue uh, in the future. Um, but, but I think there are some, um, uh, um, I think there are several opportunities to move forward, especially in terms of uh, those things that we see now. Uh, now we are, uh, I mean, we, we had uh, this general understanding that globalization would be you know, a no brainer, it's good, et cetera, et cetera. But, but there are several uh, you know, forces against privatization now, uh, which uh, sorry uh, globalization, uh, uh, which essentially derive from 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 domestic versus international preferences, uh, uh, and 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 domestic, you know whether firms will international firms will consider domestic demands, uh, how 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 domestic firms will benefit from from global presence uh etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean we we have seen the, this conflict many times occurring i think that we we didn't uh, we didn't deal with this con- with those conflicts uh, explicitly so essentially they uh, they mounted they became bigger and and, and in a way but it's a, i think there's a moment for us to to uh, you know to think more about that in a more in a more um, in a more neutral way Right, because of course there are those uh, who strongly defend globalization. Oh yeah, no global integration. There are those that are strongly opposed. Of course, everything in life has pros and cons. We need to understand those pros and cons, and come up with uh, with, with new solutions. Uh, so, for instance, right? I mean, if you if you open an economy for international firms, uh, certain domestic firms will be. Uh, negatively affected. So, what can you do about it? I mean, can you can you compensate those firms? Can you can you train them to develop new capabilities in new areas? Can you help them become integrated in the value chain of those companies? Those foreign companies that are becoming, you know, more present. Uh, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, uh, that there's a policy discussion. Economies are discussing those things now. Training, for instance, is very difficult. People tend to be attached to their previous jobs. I mean, if a person knows how to operate, you know, a production line in an auto, in an automaker, that person will prefer to do that, even though there's a strong demand, say, in in, in nursing homes or, you know, hospitals, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? COVID actually created this dilemma because, uh, uh when, when there's this big out, outbreak you need to you need to react react quickly in terms of production of mas- masks you know uh you know um, spots in uh, uh in hospitals etc etc sometimes the local economy is not responsive enough and and multinational companies will also not not be interested in perhaps you know investing a lot in in their target countries along those lines so a big question is is whether then we need to have a minimal uh production capacity in each, in each country, that is of, of obviously integrated in global chains. I mean, I, I see this dilemma as something that is that needs to be, still needs to be studied and uh, addressed.
0: Uh, about creativity of, uh, or creativity in research, uh, h- how does your mind work? How, how do you work? How do you come up with uh, ideas for papers and uh, topics for books?
1: Yeah, yeah, you you are a specialist in creativity. You should answer this, but uh, but uh, you, you have you have done some work on that, right? Uh, uh, well, uh, it, w- what what I do essentially is is I I, li- I like to uh, I like to see what is what is happening in the world, right, and uh, and, and, and be alert. Actually, let me tell a story about this. Uh, what, what, how I eventually started this this study on state-owned enterprises. This will give you a, a, a concrete example on this. Uh, I was, as, as I mentioned before, when I graduated, uh, I, I was focused on you know, global, oh, sorry, uh, alliances, interorganizational networks, etc. Uh, but then. Um, uh, Two years after I graduated, that was 2003 or four, or something 2004. I guess I got an invitation from Bruce Kogut from. Uh, Bruce was heading Seattle by the time now he's in Colombia, and Bruce uh, was creating a group of international scholars to uh, examine uh, who are the owner, who are the owners of the main corporations, right? I, I thought back then, Brazil and many other countries, they were. Um, they, they had this wave of privatizations. And then I thought, well, I mean, yeah, we're going to have here, if I collect this data, it's going to be pretty obvious because I'm going to see you know local groups and multinationals. When I collected the data and analyzed the data, I, I noticed the strong presence of the government uh, in several of those companies, but in a different fashion. The government was not a controlling entity, but it was a minority investor. Like via you know development uh, development banks, public banks, or pension funds, etc. I it was really I mean what is this about? And then I started studying. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, I think that at that moment I I, I invested in that. So I uh, as as a way of, it, it was a bet, right? And then I, I said I mean I think this is not studied. So perhaps if this is a phenomenon that is important uh, back then, also China was growing a lot with all those things on the enterprise. And then I thought perhaps this could be a, a way forward. So this was kind of random, right? This was kind of purely random. But what I think I did was to be alert to those things and then uh, and to, to those opportunities, I say, and, and, and invest, right? And it's a bet, like any any research and development activity. It's a bet. You are going to, you know, I, I had several other failed failed bets uh, in my life, but this one, hope, uh, uh thankfully, uh, it, it worked out.
0: It worked out great. <laughs> yeah. um, about advice, um, what's your, what are some of the common mistakes that you see junior faculty, patient students uh, make, and uh, what's your advice to them? Uh, for to do and to not to do uh, things. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I you know, I, I don't know what I What I, think, what I see uh, in most in most of the cases is that I mean, there's this depending on where you are, you have this pressure towards tenure, etc. And and sometimes it becomes a game of uh, you know pop, uh, writing papers that you know that this particular community will be interested in. Uh, okay uh and 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 sometimes i i, I myself erred because i, I didn't realize that uh, you know uh, publications sometimes are uh, are about talking to a community to talking to a, a group of people a specialized group of people right sometimes they will not understand sometimes they they will not be prepared to uh, uh to what you're proposing so anyway so uh, uh, that that, that uh, I mean that understanding is, is crucial. However, and then then it's a paradox because if, if you do that so too much, your life is going to become you know uh, you know finding opportunities to publish or finding your way to those top journals, and perhaps you're going to lose track of uh, of certain types of um, uh, of um, critical issues, right, or critical demands that are important, um, right, sometimes you have this disconnect. Um, What you need in this case is, you know, the help of uh, more senior scholars who also welcome that, welcome that kind of a a new, a a new idea, a new phenomenon, right. Uh, uh, There's another, continuing my story, let me, uh, just, just to exemplify, uh, I told you that uh, in the beginning of my career, career then I I, I decided to make this transition to study those uh, kind of a, uh, emerging market-ish things, right? Uh, like uh, you know, state-owned firms, uh, institutional issues, etc. Uh, but then uh, talking back then in 2005 or something, talk to my colleagues uh, or folks in strategy. There was not very much, you know. Uh, uh, in the agenda of the of the day, um, so it, more, more, it was more common to see you know papers on the biotech, the alliances between biotech firms in the US or something along like those lines, right? And and I was a bit depressed back then because I was uh, said, I mean, I what I do here and what is important for an emerging market perhaps is not is not you um, uh, not is not interesting for an audience in, a, in the developed world uh, in anyway so it was important at the moment when I was invited to be an international representative of the strategy division and then, then I met uh, uh, or had an opportunity to to, to discuss this issue Vanita again uh, and and Anita uh, I was kind of anita I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit uh, depressed because uh you know I think that the, the issues that I'm interested in, in it, they're they're important to Brazil are not you know, pretty much discussed outside uh, in, uh you know with the you know in regular conferences etc and then she said no it's quite the opposite there's a there's a group of scholars and this is growing they're becoming more and more interested in those things that are, you know in the interface of the public public policy public policies etc 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 and uh, she encouraged me to continue and she was herself investing uh in those uh Along those lines, I mean, research, you know, ideas, new research ideas along those lines. So I think it is also important to have the support of of those top scholars who are, uh, you know, let's say gatekeepers or something that will welcome uh, those new ideas so that junior, you know, more junior faculty can also, you know, uh, take more risky, riskier bets, let's say, uh, based on uh, those new things uh, that they may, may be interested in. Right? Actually,
0: the, the new areas that you just mentioned, Mahoney, uh, Joe Mahoney, uh,
1: Christine. Yeah, Joe Tettis, Mahoney is another uh, big contributor in that. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it, it was a uh, something to pursue. The something to pursue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the sake of time, uh, what's the question that I should have asked you but haven't?
1: Yeah, a question that you, you could ask me. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Anyway, uh, you could you could ask me if I am uh, an optimist or not. <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay. With all those all those things that are happening in the world, I mean, is uh, is there a, a path uh, towards more prosperity? Right. I mean, and we we will be happy in the future. Let's say, right? Okay.
0: Are we going to be happy in the future? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I I, I yeah. Oftentimes, uh, all those things are happening. Uh, and recently, so we had uh, COVID and all those things. I, I also I also tend to be depressed in a sense. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, I think I, I'm I'm um I'm I'm a, I'm a bit a uh, Star Trek guy. <laughs> along those lines that perhaps we are going to move move forward and find our own solutions. There's going to be conflict, right, along the way. But um, but what I see uh, what I see is that. Um, Uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, especially the new generation, the new generation is demanding uh, more things, different things. uh, Right. My daughter, my daughter is 21 uh, and and, uh, her and her friends, I mean, they talk about other issues. They talk about diversity, inclusion, all those things. There are things that are not necessarily part of uh, uh, the discussion when I was, for instance, uh, at her age. so I think that there's this new generation. there are issues that, uh, that we can solve, uh, potentially solve. So anyway, I'm moderately, I'm moderately uh, optimistic on what we can do and and, and um, I'm excited that uh, in academia we, we have, uh, have groups of people tuned to those issues and, and, and helping perhaps advance our understanding of those issues along the way.
0: That was interesting, actually, uh, Sergio, uh, with Star Trek, they had the prime directive, right? Yeah. Uh, so what's the prime directive for us going forwards? Um, because yeah. uh, the yeah. source of success was the prime directive. Uh, yeah. What is it? Yeah, about? prime
1: directive, such as, you know, there's a, there's a group of, uh, there, there are aliens, and then you should not touch them until they have uh, developed, you know, capabilities, right? Yeah, I mean um, well let me let me connect with this issue of, of privatization and liberalization I think that we well, much of the recommendations along those lines were like violations of the prime directives because they ignored the local institutions of the country right so depending on the country you, you go I mean you may propose a, a liberalization or privatization but eventually this will clash with certain you know, Rules or, or, or norms or or in, interests, etc cetera, et cetera, Right. Yeah. So I think that uh, uh, along the way, we should we should be more plural. Uh, uh, and I'm using this term plural, connecting with a, uh, a philosopher called uh, Isaiah Berlin, which essentially say, uh, says that uh, societies in general they have they can follow several paths. Uh, those paths may may be different you know, but you know, you should respect those paths um, uh, along the way. So some societies may, 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 for instance, pursue more state interventions, other societies will be more market-based, other societies will be a, a hybrid. I mean, I don't think it is, it is our, you know, uh, our, our rights essentially as a, academics to, to say or what they should do or what or, or the best way to pursue? Uh, I think what we can what we can show is that there, there are ways, there are risks, there are pros, there are cons, uh, and 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 help help illuminate those discussions, right? So I think that the the prime directive, one of the prime directors of uh, directors of Strat uh, would be uh, would be more or less reflected, I guess, in in, in this uh, notion of plural, plural being plural, right? Admitting admitting variations right Perfect. and not without without prejudice or without preconceptions
0: uh, Sergio thank you so much for this interesting and uh, very candid interview I enjoyed it I'm sure the audience would agree with me thank you
1: thank you so much you as uh, it was an honor uh, when I received your your, your invitation and uh, your questions were, were really really interesting and fun Thanks. Uh, thank you so much